Welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. I'm Nolan Alexander, and today we take fall ball, spring football in the fall as we get ready for the spring 2021 season. The Owls opened up their portion of fall practice on Monday. Today, we've got three guests, Caleb O'Neill, Desmond Scott, and head football coach Brian Bohannon. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. So before we jump into these interviews, a couple of things to remind you of. One, the Owlin campaign has launched. It is going at full force. You can participate. Visit ksuowls.com. Click on the Owls Fund to find out about the Owlin campaign, Kennesaw State's campaign to raise $300,000 by December 31st. Also, basketball tickets. Visit KSUOwls.com and click that ticketing icon. That's the simplest way to do it to find out about many plans available for men's and women's basketball this year. So again, KSU opened its version of fall practice, and we speak with Caleb O'Neill, who was reared up for the start of fall ball after seeing FBS and NFL teams play for the past handful of weeks. He was ready to get out of the field and get a taste of it on his own. So let's go inside the nest with Caleb O'Neill. Caleb, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. Maybe not the uh, best start for day one of practice, judging by coaches' comments post-practice afterward, but overall, how did it feel to be able to get back out there and be with your teammates and do something that seems pretty normal? It felt amazing. Um, Actually getting to lace up and bring a helmet out and put your jersey on and get out here and actually get back to work was awesome. With all the, everything we've had to do with practice and distancing and all of that, it was really great to be able to just get out here and practice football. Has seeing the NFL and FBS teams play for a handful of weeks now increased your appetite to get back on the field? Absolutely. Now, like, it is, it has got me, I was so ready to be out here today. Like, I, I was chomping at the bits. And I know a lot of other guys, too, that are just, especially watching it and knowing that there's people playing football and we get a chance to get our own little nugget of it out here on the field today. So we've, a lot of guys, including myself, have been very excited about that. Now, I'll show some sympathy for you because it seems like you and your teammates have been practicing for Lord knows how long. It's been a long time since we were on the field at Weber State. But if you could go back to last season, given the increase in walkthroughs and meetings and all these practices, what part of your game do you think is improved the most? Okay, I would say my uh, ability to process and think about what the defense is going to do before they do it. Hmm. So instead of... Um, just going out there and knowing, okay, this is my summit. This is what I got to do. And doing it, it's understanding how that's going to go and how if these defenses like to play this way, so I'm going to do my job because I know a little bit more of what's coming and how the they're going to react towards certain plays and all okay, that. Okay, give, give me an example of that. Okay, so there's a um, defense where they've got – a guy that's running hard over the top of like a route or even a run play. Um, I'm going to be able to, if I can see it on film or know just by the play call or even recognizing in the huddle that this play is designed to look like this play Mm -hmm. and we mask one, then that way I know how we're trying to trick the defense and already be ready to 
help make a block or complete a catch whenever my number's called. Speaking of completing catches, you and your receivers obviously have had a lot of time to get on time with our slew of quarterbacks. Talk about the timing and the development and chemistry between you and the quarterbacks. How has that improved? What have you noticed when it comes to passing? Well, we did do a lot of stuff without a ball. A lot of, we didn't pass the ball. It was just running routes. So they, we know, the QBs know, it's sort of a feel thing, but it really gets put under the spotlight when we actually get to pass the ball around. Hmm. So starting today, we've really thrown a lot. And we've we've thrown off the, like on our own, just, hey, buddy, you want to go throw? Mm -hmm. But I think that it's probably better than it's been for a quote unquote spring slash fall ball mm -hmm. in the first beginning, but just because we've had so long to practice and be around each other and see it. And then now we're getting to throw it a lot more. And I think it's going to be great. So how did that help you when we didn't throw ball? You're just out there running routes because from a fan's term, I'm thinking, well, how do you get better at catching if you don't have a ball to catch? So how did you get better by just running routes and the same thing with the quarterbacks just dropping back? Yeah, so for for me, a lot of it is just the repetition of the route and understanding leverages and um, coming out make a break or coming out of my route. For me, you get to focus on that a lot more rather than, okay, I gotta get my head around right now and catch this ball that's coming. Mm -hmm. So it, you really get to focus on your steps, your footwork, your your balance, your body position and then it helps you a lot when you get out here on the field and then you're, you've got you under control and now you got to do is catch the football. How about gains in the weight room? Where do you sit compared to last year? Where do you feel that you've gotten stronger, faster, more balanced? Well, I think I have overall gotten much stronger and faster. I, I feel faster when I run and in the weight room, I feel the strongest I've ever felt and that is, that is amazing because over the whole, soon we got sent home and then I was working out and then we came back and we've been hitting it hard with Coach K since then and it's it's been great and I I feel overall just stronger and faster. Looking back, kind of getting refreshed on last season for you, I saw this little nugget that reminded me of something that happened to you last fall. It's in your bio. Put on scholarship mm -hmm. last fall. Thinking back that it's been a year from now, what memory stands out from that moment? I would say whenever Coach Bo reached over the table and said, I want to shake your hand, I, I said, no, I want to give you a hug. I mean, I was felt overwhelmed with emotion and I was fired up. And then whenever I called my parents and I talked to my dad about it and he started crying and he said he almost drove off the road because he kept wiping the tears <laughs> off his eyes. So yeah, that was, those two are probably the, the biggest things that stick out the most. And then just feeling like I earned something, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's what you work hard for. That's what the whole premise of hard work is to be able to earn something and to prove that you, you can do it. And, that inside just uh in my heart and in my head that feels that feels good too handshakes and hugs kind of weird things can't do right now i know i forget, I forget you can't can't do those now but we all wish we could caleb thanks for joining us and best luck with the rest of your uh, 14 practices here and our version of spring practice in october and november all right thank you We'd like to thank our proud partner, coca-cola for being the beverage choice of ksu athletics events coca-cola taste the feeling We'd also like to say thanks to our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare to every person, every time. Fun memory there for Caleb O'Neill, and you're right, Caleb. Hugs and handshakes. Wish we could do it, just not at the moment. 
Head coach Brian Bohannon, we find out from him today how he's adjusted, even though later on he talks about watching football on TV and the takeaways from that, that the whole process is flipped. And if you know head coaches in the college ranks especially, they're all about being process-oriented. So he's adjusted to his internal clock of what's taking place right now. It's kind of fun to see the outline of what's ahead here in fall ball, scrimmages that are going to take place, what he really wants to see out of the team. And one of the subjects in this interview is the gold standard itself. It's preached over and over again. And after witnessing day one of practice, pretty obvious that standard isn't going to be lower no matter the circumstances that are going on right now. So a fun interview, insightful one. Here's head coach Brian Bohannon on Inside the Nest. Coach, thanks for joining us here on Inside the Nest. And I want to start out by saying this. It's October 19th, the day of this recording. Seeing the Owls out there in the practice field, I feel like there's a game we should be preparing for this Saturday. Do you feel that way at all? Or has your internal clock reset to it is what it is now, this version of spring practice here in mid-October? Yeah, I think it, you know, over the time, it's, it, I've just kind of adjusted to, to, to the new norm of what we're doing right now. It was just good to be back out practicing. You know, I mean, I think the guy's been looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to it. It was good to be back out. But I've probably reset myself and, and you know, know that we're not playing. And, you know, we got our sights set on the spring and trying to prepare that way. So, but it was good to be back out. It was a beautiful day. Good to be back out on the grass. We got a lot of work to do, but to be back out here was nice. Walk us through kind of the last time we chatted. It was towards the beginning of workouts. Tell our fans what has transpired since, I guess, over the past couple of months, and then what's the plan ahead based on the length of these practices? Yeah, so what we've done is flip semester. So what we would normally do in the spring, we're doing in the fall now. So we, we've been, you know, the first part of the semester, we did workouts. We did some walkthrough stuff, but mostly workouts. And uh, then we went through what we call a two-week period of what the kids call coaches runs. It's a uh, character building, tough, hard nose, almost like boot camp, uh, kind of uh, get up at 545 and run. And uh, so we did that for two weeks and we took a week of kind of recovery. And then today, obviously we start fall ball. And uh, we'll do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday for five weeks. Try to scrimmage on some Fridays here in the next few weeks Hmm. um, to get some scrimmage work in. And then we'll go as far as long as it'll take us. I mean, um, you know, and it'll run us right up to Thanksgiving break. And then we'll have Thanksgiving break. And then hopefully we can get the kids back for another couple of weeks of workouts uh, going into a time where they'll be home in December before we get them back on January 11th when school starts uh, to get ready for the spring season. Just from my own two eyes, it looked like a pretty full roster out there in the field. I know some people may be curious, well, who may be in contact tracing or who's who's there and who's not? But for the most part, it seemed everybody was hunkered down and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, for the most part, our kids have done a pretty good job of navigating uh, everything going on. We do have, uh, I don't know how many, probably at least six or seven or eight kids at least uh, in quarantine. There may be a few more, but, you know, it's a little bit part of it. But for the most part, our testing our kids have done a pretty good job, um, you know, on our surveillance testing and some of the stuff that's come up. I think it's just the way it is right now. I mean, I, I wish we could go through and not have anything show up for a period of time. I think that would be great. Um, as long as there's not any outbreaks, I'm going to deal with whatever it is because I realize it's just something that you're not going to work around. It, it is what it is. I, I, you know, we're going to have probably somebody in contact tracing majority of the time. I hope we don't, 
Um, I hope we can save our best for the spring because that's when we're really going to need it. But uh, the kids have done a pretty good job so far with that stuff. So I'll say from my own observation at practice today, you and your entire staff were demanding. I'll, I'll use that word to the team. Why is that important to come out and set that tone of accountability on day one of practice? Well, I think it's uh, it's just who we are. There's a standard around here in the way we do things. And and uh, I told a group of seniors several years ago when it was the OGs, I said, guys, one thing that I can promise you will never happen when I'm here, I'm never going to let the standard go down. And, and, and sometimes that's hard because the guys that built it are gone and left and, and, and they left their mark. Um, and right now we do have a lot of young kids out there that are trying to navigate their way through. We practice at a pretty high level. There's not a lot of, not a lot of downtime, not a lot of hanging out time. It's 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 an intense practice. But as I told them afterwards, you 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 play like you practice, and the habits that you get in at practice, you'll see those on a Saturday. And, and my goal here always has been to make games easy for our kids. And I don't mean easy as in, but. I want practice. I want to put them in the worst case scenarios, the most challenging situation, the most adverse situation uh, where they're just, and then have them respond to that. So the game becomes easier and slower for them. And honestly, that's been a calling card for us our whole time here. Like I think anybody you turn the tape on, our kids play pretty hard, but it's, it's the way we practice. And our staff does a good job of demanding a lot out of our kids. Our kids understand it. They just don't always, have the ability to overcome it, mm-hmm. but I think they get it. They know why we're doing it, um, but it's hard to overcome sometimes because we, I mean, we practice at a pretty good clip and we do things at a high level. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be elite, you you, you got to do that. You mm-hmm. don't have a choice. So um, I don't know. That's, that's probably a lot of information for the for the question. But that I'll be honest with you, that's more important than anything else we do is upholding the standard of effort, attitude, and toughness of how we go about our business, and that that could be being on time to a meeting, mm-hmm. you know, having attention to detail. That could be making sure you wear the right socks because little things make big things happen. So it ain't just about did I catch a ball or did I run around or make a tackle? I mean, it's everything. And that's where we, we got to continue to grow as a team. I want to build off of that. Recently, the football program took part in a Zoom reunion call with uh, some former players. Do you ever have any stories come up then or at any other point that you've caught up with one of the OGs or a graduated player that's gone back and thanked you or someone else for all those little things that's now starting to pay off with and whatever else they're doing in life? I'll tell you the, the representation on an alumni Zoom call of 50-something kids when we're five years old, I think I thought spoke volumes about the camaraderie and respect of teammates and coaches and the program and how proud our kids are to be a part of something. But I think when you have a huge investment, Nolan, it makes it that way. If you don't only invest a little in something, you're, you're, you're not going to be as attached to it. Mm-hmm. But when you have the kind of investment that our kids have, I'm talking blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of wins. And, 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 and those kids feel like they did something that's going to be, they left a mark on a place and a program that's going to be felt for the next 30 years mm-hmm. and i think that's the truth and that's what we told them hey you got a chance to leave a legacy so when kids feel that way and coaches feel that way then they want to come back they they, they want to come tell stories mm-hmm. 
they want to, you know, and it ain't always about the game, but it's about what happened after the game or what, you know what I mean? The, the antics that go on or yep. there's something that happened in the locker room or over at the dorm or that that's the stuff they talk about. But the bonds you're created with such a great investment is what makes this unique. Um, and, and I do think our kids have a common bond, even though they may have graduated at different times. They have a common bond of going through the rigors of this program, leaving a legacy and in the same breath, I told them on the Zoom call, guys, we're 48 and 15 because of you. We're 48 and 15 because of you. The best startup program in college football, the modern college football history, is because these guys on the screen and a lot of other guys. And they might have not been a part of all those wins, but, but they sure enough laid that foundation for the guys to come after them to continue to build on that. And so that's something to be proud of now. That's something that's pretty special for those kids. We've had roughly... I guess a month and a half of watching football on TV. How often have you watched games in the weekend or one of those Wednesday, Thursday night games? And what have you seen out of college football this year? You know, I have watched and, and you can tell, and this sounds really, but you can tell there's a reason we have spring ball. There's a reason you have summer conditioning. There's a reason you have preseason camp. You can see it watching things aren't as crisp and sharp and as they normally would be. And I think that's simply because of so much time missed on a process like Nolan, we're, we're out of whack in our process. So each semester, there's a process to what we do. Mm-hmm. And we're, 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 we're out of order right now. And I think when you watch a lot of those teams play, they're, they're really good teams. And I'm not knocking you that. It's just, I think the quality of play is not quite as good as it's been in the past. And that's for a myriad of reasons. I mean, you probably got some guys that miss practice. You got, you miss camp. You didn't have spring ball. You, your summer conditioning started late. I mean, there's a lot of things going on and and building a football team is not just a let's go out there and practice a couple of days and show up on Saturday, man. It's an off-season thing. All that stuff you do in the off-season is what gives you a chance. So I think it's – you can tell it's, you know, people are trying to get their feet underneath them a little bit and get in stride. Some are a little better than others right now, um, but I think that's part of it. I enjoy watching college football. I always have. I mean, I'll watch any game. Obviously, the, the places I've – either coach to bring closer to I usually watch a little bit more but even when we're playing I enjoy going home on a Saturday night and watching football especially after we win and <laughs> watching watching a game but uh I, I've noticed that I, it, it hasn't been quite as clean as as it, as it normally is but I think that's just the circumstances that, that are honestly for a lot of us out of our control there's only so much you can do Coach, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. Happy to have you and the Owls back on the practice field for one down, 14 more to go. Sounds good. Thanks, Nolan. Thanks to Coach Bo for dropping by Inside the Nest. If you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it, subscribe. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Our last guest on this episode of Inside the Nest is defensive lineman Desmond Scott, who started every game last year as a sophomore for Kennesaw State up front. Desmond lets us know that From time to time, he got butterflies last year, and that's okay. He went out and balled on the field. He also got an insight into his recruitment process and really what made KSU stand out. So after day one of practice, here's Desmond Scott on Inside the Nest. Defensive lineman Desmond Scott joins us on Inside the Nest. Desmond you and the Owls have been through a lot. And granted, practices aren't as nearly as fun as games are, but how does it feel to go back out there, be with your team, and do something that seems kind of normal? Today was the first day back, and it felt great. It felt great to get back on the field. Uh, 
just excited to be out there with my guys. What is Coach Klein and Coach Bo and, and all of our coaches tasking you with this year that's maybe different than last year? Really be more of a leader. We have a lot of young guys now, and they want me to be more of a leader and set the standard for them. So what does that look like for you being a leader? I just have to show my role. I had to play my role. I started since last year, and I had to lead the way. You came in, you made an impact as a freshman, played in every single game, and then last year you said it, you were a starter. Looking back at last year, do you feel ready for that moment, or did you get nervous out there to start out with? My very first game, I was very nervous. Yeah? But after that first contact, that was all right, but yeah. No butterflies then? No upset stomach like apparently you had today? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, every game I had a butterfly stomach, so I just had to take it to myself, have a moment to myself, and just pray to God that everything would go hard. Well, you, you've had probably a little bit more time to focus on your studies. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the difference now being you have Saturdays open and you don't have to travel on Fridays at time to time. How's school gone for you? School's going great. I think I only have one B in the class, so that's that's perfect. And I'm just blessed. What are you taking right now? I'm taking ethics, leadership, human geography, history, and um, integrative studies. Okay. Yeah. Nice workload. Thank you. Nice workload. <laughs> so you came to Kennesaw State just a short trek over state lines from Pinson, Alabama. Won a state championship your senior year. What memories stand out from that year? Everything. Everything about it. The biggest memory was not the winning the state championship. The biggest memory was the third round. We played a team called Austin up in Huntsville, Alabama. And we won it and we won the game in fifth overtime. Really? Really. How tired were you after that? I wasn't tired. I was nervous. I was on the sideline praying that we win the game. And luckily Bo threw it to uh, our receiver named Dylan Henderson. He's at ETSU now. And um, we won the game, 51-49. So for those who don't know, when you're referencing Bo, you're referencing Bo Nix, current quarterback for Auburn. How close are you with Bo? Bo is my guy. We had a very close relationship. We always talk. Um, I talked to him Friday. Uh, wished him luck on the game. What are you guys talking about right now? Really, ball. That's really it. More than that's, that's really it. Just ball. High school coach, Patrick Nix, obviously Bo's father. And for Auburn fans, they're aware of the relationship and the lineage between those two. What was it like playing under Coach Nix in high school? It was great. Playing up under Coach Nix, Coach had guys like to play attack uh, football. So that's what I love. That's how we won a state championship that year. So how did you hear about Kennesaw State? Why Kennesaw State? I heard about Kennesaw State after Georgia State had committed, I mean, offered me. And they hit me up on Twitter and it was like, hey, we're interested in you. So I came up here, I visited, and they offered me. Kennesaw wasn't my talk because I was committed to Georgia State at the time, but the more I did research on Kennesaw State and the area and the things they do, that's what made me cho uh, choose Kennesaw State. What was the deciding factor? What, what kind of broke the camels back there for that? I love it. It's just everything fit for me. It's not too far out of Atlanta. They win, we win championships, and go out. You still loving it? I love it. I don't change my mind about it. So out there at practice today, speaking with Coach Bo, I said you and your staff were demanding of this team. I don't think they took it easy on you guys out there at all today. How do you take what day one was, the expectations that the coaches have, the gold standard itself, and try to get up to that and raise that even higher for the next 14 practices? That's just them. That's just Kennesaw football. We want everything to be perfect. That's what they want. So we just got to give it to them. 
if we don't have perfection, then we, can, we won't have no rings on our finger come uh, spring. I like that. Desmond, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest, and best of luck the rest of fall ball. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a Fifth Third better. Visit 53.com for more information. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of ITN. We appreciate Caleb, Coach Bo, and Desmond for dropping by the pod. So three guests on, and again, three reminders. Owlin campaign basketball mini plan tickets and please go on ahead and rate and subscribe here to inside the nest i'm nolan alexander thanks for joining us today and until next time go abs